let me just say that I am super grateful that you come back to this podcast, that you keep coming back, listening to the episodes and writing me because I get so much great feedback, emails, Facebook messages, and Twitter tweets rather, and I appreciate them all. But sometimes I wonder how much action are you really taking from listening to these episodes? And that's what I dive into with today's guest, Andrew Farabee. He's the host of the Knowledge for Men podcast. He is a guy who I consider a friend, even though we haven't even met in person yet. But we get into that. How do you go from someone who just listens to information or reads books into a person who takes consistent action to get the life you want, to create the type of life you want? We also talk about the call to adventure and how we receive these messages and we feel this this anxiousness like, oh, that's something I need to do. That's something I should go after. But we try to silence the voice out of fear. We try to ignore it. But the fact is it keeps coming back. We talk about how to start embracing the adventure that you're being called to, whether that's something in business or relationships, perhaps health. We get into all that and more. Such a great conversation catching up with Andrew Farabee. He's a young guy. He's 28 years old. And in two and a half years, you're going to hear what he's been able to do and how he nearly actually went under at one point and how he was able to bring it all back together and to create the successful brand and business he has today. So enjoy the interview with Andrew Farabee. Andrew Farabee, welcome to Legendary Life, or or should I say welcome back to Legendary Life? Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, good to be here, Ted. Always a pleasure. Yeah, man. We had you back in 2015 sometime, and a lot's happened since then. In case you haven't heard that episode with Andrew, Andrew is the host of the awesome podcast, Knowledge for Men. He's got books out. He's doing retreats, which we'll get into. But today, I really want to focus on some success habits. And before we get to that, let's catch up a little bit. What has happened since you were on the show? Tell us what's going on with you, man. Yeah, so 2015 was a wild year. I I mean, literally, it was so much has happened because it's the year that I really broke through. That's what I would say. Um, in 2014, I remember I went to the bank and uh, late, like late 2014, I went to the bank to hang out with some friends, and I tried to withdraw twenty dollars to go out, and the bank told me insufficient funds, and so that's where I was, and I remember just laying back, going back home and laying on the bed and just thinking, like, what am I gonna do here? What am I gonna do here? How am I gonna make this happen? Like, am I gonna give up here? Because For those of you that don't know me, like I had been podcasting and the podcast had been very successful. My blog had a lot of traffic, but I wasn't making money. I was still losing money, even though I had traffic, even though I had an audience, even though I had people. And I remember just laying in bed, just thinking like, what am I going to do? And thinking that I might have to get a job and, and eventually start slowing things down. But I 
just thought, you know, what if I just went all in? What if I just gave it one last hurrah is what I told myself. Just like one last push, like climbing up the mountain, just one last shot at climbing up this mountain and making it happen for myself. And that was in the end of 2014. And, and uh, so in the last like probably four months of 2014, I did about $30,000 just doing different program launches, services, coaching, information products in the self-development space for men. And then in 2015, that's why I call it my breakthroughs because I, I was coming into 2015 with so much energy, so much like I couldn't believe I made, you know, even just five figures in the last few months of 2014. And I started launching coaching programs. I started launching live retreats for men, helping men become stronger men, more powerful, more, more passionate, purposeful men. And I sold out each one of those retreats on the, I was doing these retreats on the beaches of San Diego and 2015 was my best year ever. I I did multiple six figures in just that year alone. Wow. That's awesome to hear. And I didn't know that story. You and I were, I couldn't say we're like close friends because we, you know, you're so busy and I'm so busy. We've never even met in person, but we're, we've got a friendly relationship, (laughs) right? We're internet friends. We're we're internet internet friends. friends. It's better than real life. (laughs) I'll tell you what, I hang out with you over like 99% of the people in Miami Beach here. One of those guys that has ambition, has a lot going on, and I just see nothing but brightness for your future. But I didn't know that story. That's wild. Yeah, and it's it's you keep those things to yourself sometimes. And but I wrote a blog post about it. You know, I came out. You know, <laughs> and uh, it's like it sucks because you're you you are having levels of success. You're making an impact, but like when you're not being compensated, you're not like you're spending sixty hours, seventy hours a week on something. You don't feel like you're getting that compensation back. Like it's like almost painful. It was really tough. It was really challenging. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I have not had a breakout year. The podcast is doing really well. A lot of things are going in my direction. I had a talk at Aaron Marino and Antonio Centeno StyleCon. Yeah, I heard uh, about that. It was great. heard it was Yeah, it was awesome. And I've got my first keynote speech coming up in April. I'm speaking at another event in August, but I haven't had that breakout. But I'll tell you, at my where I am now, because I've had enough failure, you're a young dude. I've been at my thing for 17 years, so I have like just a lot of, (laughs) there have been a lot of ups and downs in that time. And I just got to the point where like, I'm going to do this no matter what, and nothing is going to stop me. But it took me a long time to get to that point. But you had this thing where you weren't sure if this was something you should give up on and go back and find a quote unquote real job. Something got you to double down on what you were doing and to find a way to make this work, to make money so you could support yourself. Tell us about that. And then I want to like tease out some lessons that someone who maybe isn't on in the online space like you and I are, Yeah. but that all of us are in that position at one time or another. So let's uh, take us there, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so if I'm going back to when I was, I remember clearly laying on my bed, just like thinking, what am I going to do? And is this over? Was this like just this thing that I did in my life? And and was this just going to end? Or was I going to go all in 
and and let this thing if it was going to drive me to the ground then let it drive me to the ground and, and be absolutely i guess i was broke so i was gonna say i was already there but yeah, i trouble tr- taking 20 had, bucks out that's rough i i had uh, some credit cards and so that's that like if we continue on that journey i i just went out and and started signing up for credit cards and started maxing those out and but to make that decision it came down to like i had impacted at this time, I, I had over a million downloads. And it's like most people would be like, well, you have a million downloads. Like, how are you not making some money? And, you know, I, I really wasn't. Nothing was really happening. But it, it came down to like, what do I really want and what do I really want to do? And I couldn't think of anything else that I would want to do. Like, if you gave me a million dollars in that moment, I would just keep doing what I was doing, that nothing would really change. Maybe obviously a better business model, but in terms of like what I was doing, where I was getting an opportunity to interview people, to write and just share my message and, um, and inspire people, like that was what I wanted to do. Like this is what I want to do. So that was number one. It was like, I like what I do. This is what I want to do and I'm not going to change. Like this is it. And I think in that moment, in that moment of desperation is where most people may cut the cord. Like you've got to really own your vision. And it's like, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want that vision? Are you going to take a stand for your vision? Or are you going to say someday, like some other day I'm going to do it? And I, I just like, I remember just like kind of like pumping my, my fist. I'm like, you know what? I'm in like, this is it. And, and then I got up and just started working. Like, and that was that journey. I started just creating different programs and products. But I think we really have to ask ourselves, like, what do I really want? And it wasn't about the money. I just needed enough to pay my bills. That was it. Right. Like, it just started growing from that. But like, I didn't say, what do I really want? And it wasn't, oh, I want to have this million dollar business. I want to have a Ferrari. Those are all cool things. And if those things happen, that's great. But I just wanted to have the opportunity to wake up and keep doing what I really enjoyed and loved. And how can I make that happen? What can I do to make that happen? Who can I reach out to? Who is already doing this that is successful? How can I like walk into their events and and, like by walk into their events, how can I like donate my time and services to help this guy so I could attend his event for free? Like I was going to a lot of business events for free because I would hit up the guy and say, I'll be your assistant, I'll film, I'll pass the mic around, I'll support with food, I'll support with uh, cleaning up. Like I was doing everything I could trying to learn and soak up as much business knowledge because I felt like I had a lot of personal development knowledge, right. but I didn't have the right type of business knowledge and know-how and marketing knowledge to put this stuff together and and be able to become profitable. But it, it was a journey, but it started with that moment, that decision when I said, like, I'm in, like, I'm not going to go because that was a perfect point for me to quit. Like, I should have quit at that point or even before that point. Like, what are you doing with maxed out credit cards? And I had $14 and like 63 cents in the bank and I had rent due and like, what am I going to do? <laughs> and, and so that's where it starts. You got to decide that you're going to go all in. And I burned my boats and I didn't feel like, if I look back 10 years from now, I would be very sad if I would have quit and, and started something else. But I'm, I'm very happy that I stayed in and I can look back and know that I felt like I did the right thing. Wow. You know, it's so funny because I hear there, there's so many stories like this that don't get told. We just see the shiny end product, 
the successful entrepreneur or what it seems like online. So that's awesome. So I, I know you went to a lot of events and you became mentored by certain people. I remember having that conversation with you, but I didn't realize you called people up. The event organizer said, hey, I'll, I'll pick up garbage. I'll pass the mic. I'll do whatever. Just let me into your event. Man, I hope everyone right now is listening to that level of determination and hustle because a lot of us, I mean, we want the easy thing to, we, we just want it handed to us. And that's what you did. And I'm like listening to you and thinking, damn, I need to be doing stuff like that. So that's a great lesson. Can you talk about like, how did you do that? What events did you go to? Who did you meet? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of small events that are around that just most people never have heard of. Like there's obviously big ones like Traffic and Conversion Summit, which I went to. Actually, <laughs> the first Traffic and Conversion Summit, I mean, I snuck in. I, I didn't sneak in, but I went to hang out in the lobby and pick people's brains. And then one guy liked what I was doing and gave me his pass. Wow. And, um, and that was when I learned. I was like, wow. Like, And so every event that I found out, and, and I'm, I'm fortunate that I live in San Diego where I can go to Los Angeles, I can go to San Diego. And there's a lot of events in this, in this, in this community in Orange County. And so it's just a simple email, sending it out to a guy who's doing an event and just telling him your story, leading with vulnerability and just telling people, look, this is where I am. I have no money. I'm super passionate. I'm giving it my all in my business. And I, I want to learn from you. I can't pay, but I can help you have a, a stressy business event. And like as a business owner, I'm doing events right now. And if someone sent that to me, which someone did, and someone sent me something similar to that and says he basically can't pay and he he wants to become a speaker, a podcaster, he wants to do what I'm doing, he wants to learn from me, and he's willing to travel across the state just to support me. And I'm like, where are you going to stay? He's like, dude, I'll sleep in my car if I have to. I'm like, bingo, this guy's in. Like, this is the type of ethic I'm looking for. And that was where I was uh, not not only not even that long ago, like a, over a year ago, 2014, basically the end of 2014, early 2015, I was just going to events like crazy and traveling everywhere I could, trying to, even if I couldn't even get in the event, because there were events I went to, I couldn't even get in, just hanging out in the lobby and talking to people. Like getting in the conversation of building a business is very important. It's better than what? What are we going to do? Like, drink, go out drinking and watch uh, football, right? Can't miss the Super Bowl. That's Can't miss that at all. And that's fun. That's cool. I'm not you know, going to say someone can't do that, but I've done it for a long time. And right now I'm moving it like, what do I really want? And it's not to sit down and watch football. It's to be able to do this thing that I really like. And if I can make money doing that, like I believe you're hacking life. If you can make an impact and an income, and if you can do those two things, like you're hacking life because you wake up, you do what you love. And at the end you get a check, like, come on, that's as good as it gets for me. Absolutely. And so many people run after the money and do something that they don't enjoy. And I have the good fortune of seeing that happen a lot in my time in Miami beach. A lot. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I even had a client who died he wasn't a client for long. He was uh, a communications attorney. And every when I went to go train him at his house, he was just like, oh, you know, I can't do it. He wouldn't listen to me with the training with, hey, how to do the exercises properly and whatnot. And I'm really geeked out on that stuff, as you know. And I was like, man, this guy's not listening. He's one of those guys. But he would even cut the <laughs> session short and say, I got to go to work. I can't, I don't have time for this. And then 
we stopped training together because it just kind of fizzled out. Right, right. right. Yeah. And it ended up that he had stage four esophageal cancer and he is no longer with us. And I think about that when I hear stories like this, where it's like, you got to go after what you really want. You got to take care of yourself along the way. I don't think he loved his job. He was really like addicted to making money, but he wasn't spending it on like living life and, and taking care of his health. So that's so, crazy. I mean, that's <laughs> people who work that hard. And I know what you mean too, with, you know, you're trying to help, you're trying to help him with his health. And he's like, I don't have time. And I don't then, have time like, for this. That, that it's like, happened. dude, you're dead. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's unfortunate yeah. that he passed, man. But I think it just rings a lot of truth. And it's something like when you're addicted to work, like, like what's going on there? Like, like when you're addicted to work so much that, it causes that your health to go down. There, there's something going on there. Yeah. And, and to bring it back to what we're talking about, like, I think there's something that's health promoting when you're doing what you really want to be doing. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Cause you're I, working I, out now. You told me about your routine with the, getting the, the meals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, there's a part, I just want to be high performing so that you can be the best self version of yourself when you are working. Like when I speak or when people, when I'm coaching, like I want to be the best that I can be on that call or whether I'm on the stage or when I'm on a podcast like this, like I want to be the highest version of myself. So I, I work out often all the time, basically every day. And I live down the street from my gym. I, I use Freshly, which is like a meal prep service, which I found to be the best one. I've, I've AB tested like all of them. They mail you food. I just got one the other day. Uh, it's like a box of just healthy meals that you just heat up and, you know, doing the green smoothies. But when I work, like when I envisioned what I was doing when I had a corporate job, like I felt sick. Right. Like I, I really felt sick, but I wasn't like I would see the doctor and he's like, nothing's wrong with you. And I'm like, I, I just don't feel good. Like, I don't feel good. And even right now, like I have some chronic pelvic, in, I have like an injury, I injured my pelvis and uh, it's become like there's some chronic pain associated with that. And honestly, I, I don't think there's any other job I could do. Like if I wasn't doing what I do right now, like I would be the worst employee. Like I'd be getting fired from job, other job, moving from one job to the next. But because I'm doing what I love, like honestly, like this, this like chronic little pain that I have, like it, I don't even notice it. But if, if you put me in another job, like I'd probably be like that employee that, that shows up late, that complains and, and just just in the wrong place in the wrong place. And I'm not that, I don't think of myself as some sort of gifted person. Like if you knew me in school, if you knew me growing up and all that happened and shifted in my life was like, I got aligned with right. what I really should be doing. And because I'm in alignment, like per, I'm performing very well at a, at a high level. But if you put me in something else, like I'd be out of alignment and I'd be performing very low. Yeah. You know, that's such a great lesson because sometimes we don't think of ourselves as high-performing rock stars. And it's not because we don't have the potential. It's right. because we're not connected. In other words, don't care about what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. What, what would you say to someone who is in that position that you're talking about where they're working in a job, they don't like it, they feel like there's something else out there, but perhaps they're not even sure what that is. Yeah, what would you yeah. say to that person? 
Well, first, I wonder if, if you're living like a, if it's kind of a, you're on autopilot. Like, are, have you woken up? Like, are you conscious? Like, snap out of that. And what I do regularly is I journal. And by journaling, like once a month, like I would sit down. I still do this like all the time, but like go out. I live by the beach, so I go to the beach, but go out somewhere in nature and just bring a journal and a pen and just at the top of that, write, what do I really want? And just put that at the top and just stare at that. What do I really want? And think about your health. Think about your relationships, both significant other, also friends, family. Think about your career. Think about money. Like, do you even really want money? Because sometimes I ask people, so I coach people and I have clients, oh, I want to make a million dollars. And I'm all for making money and I'm, I'm happy that I am making money sure. with what I do. But when someone says they want a million dollars, I'll just double check them and say, okay, what would you do with $84,000 a month equals about a million dollars a year? What would you do with $84,000 a month? And most people would really struggle being able to spend $84,000. They don't even know what they would want or use it for. Like you could buy a new car. Okay, that's like $400 a month. You could like if you lease it or if you get a if you do you know get a payment. If you get a new condo, maybe you get a baller condo. Maybe you're spending like eight grand a month. Maybe like and then like what? Like you still have like so much more money there. Like double check it. You know, just really think about money and think about what you really need and what you really want. Think about where you want to be. You know, your own personal development. But literally, just sit down with that for like two hours and just hang out with yourself and not think about anything from society. Don't think about your family. Don't think about friends. Don't think about coworkers. Don't think about what that book said. Just think about what you want and and get clear on that. Because when you get really clear on what you want, you'll realize like, man, I don't really, why am I doing this? Like, what, why am I chasing this? And making sure that you don't settle for anything. Like if you want an extraordinary life, like you really just can't settle for anything. It's either, it's either a 10 or it's a hell no. So it's hell yeah or it's hell no. And there's no eights, there's no sevens, and even a nine. Like, why not make it just a 10? It's your life and you only live once. And so I think if we sit down once a month and really think about what we really want, we would we would get clarity. And from that point, you can start taking some actions, start to making some moves in your life. And it really doesn't take that long to be in a completely different world. It was just two and a half years ago when I was a retail manager at a major retail store. Just a couple so, of years. Just a couple of years ago. And, and how old were, are you right now, Andrew? I'm, I'm 28. I'm 28. Right. So that's... Yeah. So if you if you would tell me that I'm doing what I'm doing now, I would laugh at you. And if you said, "Hey, like, no, really, like, how much would you pay to have what you're doing right now?" and I'd be like, "Dude, millions of dollars!" Like, are you kidding me? Like, I get to I'm writing books, like I podcast, I interview all these all these awesome people. I get to be on shows like yourself, Ted, uh, and and I travel and just <laughs> I get to coach and live on the beach. Like, I wouldn't believe it, but it started with getting clarity on what you really really want and then just start taking some little action steps little action steps and of course you're going to have to go through your own pitfall like every hero's journey has a pitfall and if you think that pitfall is telling you to turn around it's 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 telling you hey there's lessons here you have to learn lessons so that you can move forward so it helps to understand the hero's journey just google the hero's journey click on google images and it's basically a circle of what a journey looks like and it's cool to see like oh this is where i'm at on my journey Every, every journey that is completed follows that pattern in some way or shape or form. 
Yeah, we, we've gone over Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, of course. It's one of those oh, yeah. people who, if you're really in the know and you're cool, you bring it up. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, well, it's true, and there's nothing wrong with true. that. I'm glad that people do because it's not that cool to talk about or like a good marketing approach. It's because it's there's something so powerful about like, oh, this is not just my life. This is the lives of every single person goes on some type of a journey. And it's this, it's this thing that with this, this trajectory that is already mapped out in many ways. And thanks, thanks so much for calling out the people on the money thing. Cause that's one thing that, man, you know, I asked one of my clients, he's a very wealthy real estate developer. The guy who uh, introduced me to Robert Downey Jr. That's how I ended up training him uh, for, for a couple months when he was spending time here. I was like, man, what is it? What is the difference between 50 million, 100 million, 500 million, a billion? And he told me, he's like, well, you can buy a painting for a million bucks. You could buy a painting for a hundred million bucks, just one painting. And people get sucked into this idea of more and more and more. But if that's all it is for you, if you're not connected with your why, there's not enough to fill the hole, yeah, to fill it'll the emptiness. Just, it'll go on forever and ever and ever. I'm all for making money. I think that yeah, when you get- me when too. You do, <laughs> when you do get in Pay alignment- Pay me! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay, go for it. <laughs> um, when you do get in alignment, uh, I feel that that money w- will eventually come from that. Of course, like you're going to have to have good business and marketing. You're going to have to work hard. Like it's not like, oh, I'm doing what I'm doing. Why am I not rich? The journey is still hard, no matter what. But like Jim Carrey said in his last commencement speech, like you can fail at something you don't even like. So why not even why not try the thing that you do like? Because both you can fail at. So try the one that you do like. And I think you're going to be much more passionate. You're going to wake up with much more energy. And during those dark, dark, dark periods, like you're in the hole, like I think of uh, what is it? What Batman, Batman Rises or, or Dark Knight Rises, where he's in that he's in the, the well and he has to climb out. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of what I think of when you're in that pitfall. And you're going to keep trying to you know, jump for that rope and you're going to miss. You're going to fall. You're going to keep jumping for that rope. You're going to miss and fall. But you keep jumping and trying. You're going to eventually catch that rope and you're going to be able to climb your way out. And that's, you know, you're completing your journey. And being able to tolerate that and to realize that it's this falling down, getting up, falling down, getting up, and that it's okay to fall down and that pretty much everybody I know who's successful has fallen down more than once, many times. And including myself, it's being okay with that and not getting too emotionally attached to it. But my question is, how do you stay? When you're feeling, when you're on the ground and you're feeling like, I am a loser, this may not work, I'm sad. I'm, you know, I'm really thinking about what I'm doing here and perhaps should I just resign myself to <laughs> yeah. a lesser mediocre life? How do you handle that? How do you coach guys that are there handling that? Because that's, that's who, you know, I feel like you're at the point where you're like, you get it. Like I, I am. <laughs> well, I just get it. I take the beating and I get back yeah. up, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. 
I think we forget who we are in that moment. When we're in that pitfall, we forget a lot of who we are and what we have done and how far we have come. I think we just look at this one thing that we wanted and it didn't work out and, and it slapped us in the face. And like sometimes I am like you're looking at me now. Sometimes I'm just laying on the ground right here. And even though things are like great, like things are awesome. Like if I if I wanted to just kind of just stop what I'm doing, like it's still an awesome place where I'm at, but I'm continuously pushing. Like I, I love the life I have, but I'm creating, I'm also pushing for a vision that I have. So that's number one is we, we forget like what we have done. And sometimes like if I'm coaching someone, like I like to know about the guy beforehand, like I have him fill out this survey, I'll understand more about his backgrounds and wins and stuff in the past. But we, we need to look at what we have done in the past. Like we need to remember who we are. We need to remember how many journeys we've gone on in our life. We need to remember how much we have grown in the past 5, 10, 20 years, all the lessons and achievements we have had in the past. Okay, so so now we have like 20 freaking wins on this side and then we have this fa- little failure right here. So it's it's like understanding that we are capable of success because I'm not making that up because we, let's just look back at your past. You already did it. You already did the work. And understanding that, it's like, ah, oh, okay, this little thing here, like just knock that out, okay? Get your ass back up. And two, understanding that it is consistency. Like we, we try a lot of things and it, it is consistent with that. Like you you said you, uh, or I've known this, but you trained or, or Robert Downey Jr. was a client of yours. And I, I started reading up about this guy not too long ago. I find his story really interesting. Yeah. Uh, because of all the and alcohol, him being found in the middle of Los Angeles during the day naked and just like mm-hmm. a lot of crazy stuff. And if, what's interesting about his career is um, he's been acting for 45 years uh, now or may- maybe 50 or so because he started acting when he was like six or seven. And most people, I mean, unless you're really into film, but most people really discovered him uh, within the last eight years or so, may, putting, making Iron him Man. A, a, Iron yeah. Man, right? And yeah. so before Iron Man came out in about 2009 or so, he had been acting for, he had already put in 35 years. He had overcome massive amounts of failures in the form of with the law, the courts, rehab, in and out for, I, I believe it was for about eight or almost a decade of battling this and then rose back up and now he's worth over 180 million dollars and and so he should have you know by most standards like that his pitfall but it's that consistency and i, I think understanding what you have done like it's we forget that like we need to know like oh well, i did all this like okay i'm totally capable of success let's get back up this is a part of the journey it's supposed to happen and just keep the feet moving that was the only thing i learned in football was keep your feet moving Keep your feet moving, Ferby, and just keep <laughs> your feet moving. This is—I'm talking Pop Warner days. Like that was sure. when I learned how. Like that's how you can really uh, excel on the field is if you keep your feet moving. And like the guy whose feet stop moving, he gets thrown back, and uh, the other guy's gonna plow through him. I think that relates a lot with the journey. Keep the feet moving. Yeah, you—you you pointed out this, and it's so important. And the lesson that you brought up before about disconnecting from your life from like the routine of your life and journaling and getting into what you really want. I want to touch on that for a second because sure. We both have podcasts. You blog. I try to write, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a good writer. I still get emails from people telling me, you know, air, Hey, you know, wrong form of you or 
Yeah, grammar. There's some got, serious grammar Nazis out there. C's. Yeah, yeah. I got C's in English, but I got three best-selling books that make you know great passive income. And I'm not a good writer, but I have something to say. That's all I said. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. Yeah, it really is about the end result for someone. But to go back to what we're talking about, I feel like we're in a society right now that we're just constantly on our phones receiving information where even the people listening to this right now, listening to Legendary Life Podcast, the people who listen to Knowledge for Men, you say this as well, you bring this up on your show, but we're just in this mode where we put something on like a podcast or watch a YouTube video or perhaps even read a book and we're kind of receiving information from the outside to shift us inside, to shift us internally. And you're talking about, okay, don't listen to a podcast. Stop reading the, you know, the newest book that you got because you've already read like 20 or 30 of the, the top selling personal development books. And take some time for yourself. And you actually, instead of being a consumer, create something, create this plan for your life. Can you talk about like, because I'm guilty of this too, Andrew. I love podcasts. I love listening to things. I do find it shifts me. But sometimes I don't do the creative stuff. I don't create my life plan. What do you do to help guys to actually stop the consumerism and start their creation? Yeah. And there's a part of everyone's journey when you stop listening to what's going on around you, what other people are doing. You stop when you shift from being a follower and you step into yourself and you start listening to your heart and your soul and what you really want to create. And it's a tough position, but I think you're there when you start banging your head against the wall and uh, you've you've you feel like you're reading the same thing, but from another author. Or yeah. you're you're hearing the same you know business you know model, but just from a different guy. When you start hearing the same thing over and over again, it's really time to stop, because you know enough. And w- there's also this form of resistance. Like I'm, my next book is going to be about resistance and 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 procrastination and laziness and why we don't do what we know we need to do. And sometimes we're reading a book out of resistance, like. We actually know that there's nothing in this book that we need, but we're doing it because it's like, oh, no, like, no, I'm, I'm busy because I'm reading this book. Yeah, I'm and working like, on part, myself. I'm working on myself right now. Yeah. And that's, that's a part of the journey. I need to do this. Or, oh, I'm, I'm going to travel to this event and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Or, you know, I'm going to wait until I'm, I'm out of debt. Then I'll start, you know, doing what I want to do. There's a lot of ways that we resist. And when you start hearing the same thing over and over again, it's time to really stop. It's time to sit down, block things out and ask yourself, like, what do I want to create here? Like, what impact do I want to make and start writing these down? And it's the hard part. Like sometimes, you know, this is the hard stuff. Like no one likes these three things and uh, it's hard work. It's consistency and it's time. Like hard work is just hard work. The name's in there. (laughs) Consistency because it's like you got to keep doing it. And then time, which is that there's some uncertainty there, which is, well, how long? How long until this works? Right. And that's, that's uh, you know, uh, Tony Robbins says, you know, one of the six human needs is, is we want certainty. And we don't have sure. that. It can, it can drive us crazy. We don't have that. And um, that's kind of the, 
the the variable with uh, this whole with everyone's journeys. Like we don't know how much time it's going to take. But let's say I'm working with someone who's in this kind of space, like and and um, they want to create a program or something. So I'll, I'll take guys through a process and I'll just have them. I'll, I'll ask them what like things that they're most passionate about. Like what looking at their journey, where were the biggest lessons learned? Like what were the biggest aha moments in that journey? Like what made you a success? And for many people to be like health could be one of them. That could be a pillar. And I'll have them create these six pillars, six to eight pillars, but typically six pillars that makes like someone successful. And then we'll go through and, and work on those six things and help create a program that they can then use as the program that they promote and and, and sell. And it's kind of like their foundation. Because if you look at Tony Robbins or any I'll just use Tony Robbins because we all know about him. His book, Awaken the Giant Within, is 10 bucks or even cheaper. It's old. But if you go to UPW, which is his mainstream event, it's about $1,000. I think it could be higher if you go VIP, $2,000. But it's the same content. Like I went. <laughs> it's the right. same content, right? Like he tells you some of the same jokes. I'm like, whoa, he's been saying that joke for a long time, like 20 years. And then if you hire his coaches, which is $5,000, then you get coached by them and they teach you the same stuff in that $10 book. And if you also buy Tony Robbins' million dollar program, which is you get to talk to him once a month for 30 minutes. I don't know if he still has that anymore, but he did have that when I was at his event. Uh, it's the same, same stuff, but obviously you get to talk to Tony. And so what I'm drawing from that is helping someone create their foundational content and how they can use that for their entire career. And it's not about knowing more it's about taking what you already know and have and has worked for you and you've proved it with other clients. It's, it's getting results and marketing that and putting that out there. Tony Robbins has been saying the same thing for, for like his whole – like, I think he's been doing this for 30 years. The guy's worth half a billion dollars. He's been saying the same, same stuff. So it's not about knowing more. It's about executing and implementing what you already know and getting it out there and doing the hard work doing the consistent hard work, and then time. Time associated with that. That's an awesome story. I did not know that about Tony Robbins. I've listened to several of his audio books, have not been to a live event, would be interested in going. Yeah, it's, it's a good event. I'm not you know, talking down on Tony at all. It's a good of event. Course. And you should definitely go because he's getting older and, and uh, he's not there the whole time anymore. He's like, all right, I'm, I've done my half. I'm out. He, you get to watch him on, a, on the screen. I'm but, not, never mind. We'll, we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, going down a strange tangent there. Right. It comes down to this thing and, and doing the work. And sometimes we're using all those resources as resistance, as resistance, as a, a way to feel like we're actually doing something, but we're not actually doing the thing that we need to do. We're not moving that needle forward. Like yeah. at the end of the day, is that needle moved forward? Even just a freaking millimeter, even just a centimeter. Sure. We push it forward. But at the end of the week, at the end of the month, it's, it's like an inch. It adds up. But uh, reading is more like a hobby. It's like it's fun. It, you, you learn. But I don't view it as moving the needle forward. Yeah. Yeah. It can be helpful. But at the end of the day, if it's not spurring you to action, then there's an issue. Speaking of events, you're about to have an event. And I'm guessing from what we've just talked about that there's going to be a big taking action component. It's not going to be someone just sitting down watching you talk. Talk to us about what the event is, why you put it on, what 
guys can expect from attending? Because men only. Sorry, yeah. ladies. <laughs> well, actually, women have brought their their boyfriends or their or their husbands to some of my events. So for women listening, I think it's they're sometimes even most interested in, in what's going on. But men who take the awakening become more powerful men with greater confidence, purpose, and the ability to fearlessly take action and move forward in life and get a clear understanding of who you are, what you're meant to do in this life, and how to make it happen. So this is for men who are on the path, who are actively seeking and working towards a better life. So some of the things we'll talk about, letting go of the past, because most guys are holding on to something from the past, whether they hold it or not, and it's really holding them back from breaking through So they're stuck in this type of purgatory. So we help guys get complete with their past so they can move forward and create the life they want. We work on killing the nice guy because most guys are too nice, soft, validation-seeking. They're boys inside of an adult body, afraid to put themselves first and get their needs met. So we kill the nice guy so that men can have more confidence, certainty, and power to go after the life they want. And then we go into stepping into your king which most guys are doing what, you know, is they're being told to do, listening to society. They're not really doing what they're meant to do with their lives. So we help men identify their hero's journey and create a plan and path to go after what they want so they can live with more excitement, clarity, drive, and direction. And really, it's about like not wasting a day of your life when you step into your king. You're in your throne. Like you are a king of your life. You, you're not – someone else isn't sitting in your throne such as – maybe a spouse, your boss, a friend, family. And then a a core, what you're talking about with action, like a core part of this entire thing is it's not just about, you know, stepping up and finding your path and purpose and really working on that nice guy. Those are all very important. But at the end of the day, most guys are afraid to take action. They're afraid of risk and the fear of failure holds them back in life from reaching their full potential in their lives and their wealth and their relationships, business, career. So, Every aspect of their lives is put on hold and men can live in resistance, procrastination and laziness to creating and doing what really matters in their lives. So we help men develop the courage to lead an authentic life so that they can stand up for their own truth, so they can have a higher level of mental toughness, willpower and grit. There's more like like concepts and, and topics, but I would say those are some of the core of uh, what's happening here at my upcoming event in April 15th to the 17th here in San Diego. Yeah, it sounds great. And part of that's going to be an experiential learning, right? Where you're getting guys to do things. So it's not just like, hey, let's talk about the nice guy and how to kill the nice guy. And maybe that's a, a spoken part, but it's going to be experiential because I've seen you guys go out into the the water. I've seen some of the Oh, you know, by the way, I met a guy in Toastmasters in my Toastmasters group in Wynwood who was at one of your retreats and he loved it, by the way. He loved it. I had nothing but great things to say. But let's get back to that experiential part because we just talked about all the how some a lot of that can just the learning can be a resistance to actually doing things. Can you give a few examples of how you get guys to take action? Yeah. So there's, there's obviously a learning part. And so some of the things that we do is, uh, (laughs) I don't normally, I don't like release what what we do in, uh, in the event, but I'll say that there's a lot of activities. There's a lot of exercises that we do to break men down and, and build them back up. And topics are, you know, the, the topic of, of death is a core component of what I call unleashing the warrior, like rising as a warrior. And so exercises 
around that and getting the man to come to terms with his mortality. Do you get the guys to do a Maori haka dance? <laughs> you know what that is? No, I mean, maybe you could come by and be the, uh, the leader for that. Um, I do have a loincloth somewhere okay. around here. I think uh, I, I need to fly you out here and uh, we can do that. I think we can make that happen. But I mean, the topic of death is, it's like, what what are we most scared of? Like, why don't we take action, right? At the end of the day, ask why, why, why. It's because we're scared. It's because we're, sure. we're, we're afraid. We're afraid. Uh, we're fearful. And, you know, when we look at death, no matter what happens in our lives, no matter what action that we take, there's nothing that we can do, and it, it is going to happen. It doesn't matter how much money you have. Steve Jobs died in his 50s, and he was one of the richest men in the world. It, so, like, what hope do you and I have? <laughs> uh, We're not like, going to be uploading our consciousness to the cloud yeah. during our lifetime, for sure. Right, yeah. right. And so the real reason why we're scared of something, like if we ask why, why, why we're scared of something now is because we're afraid that we'll get hurt, right? And we're afraid that something bad will happen to us. But if we go, okay, well, why are you scared of that? Why are you scared of something bad happening to you? And if we keep going with that long enough, it'll come down to death and be like, I'm afraid I'll get hurt. I don't want to get hurt because I don't want to die. Okay. So that's why we're afraid to take action. If it starts with just, you know, why won't I do this? And then we keep going, keep going, keep going. It ends up at death. And when we understand that no matter what we do in life, we are going to die. And like I can come out on stage and be like, uh, I have done this before many times. It's like, guys, you know, I've got this thing going on and I'm not going to be living for much longer. So, um, I've had this, this thing that's happened to me. And everyone's like, holy shit, like, you're just dying? And I'll just be at the, at the end, I'll just be like, you guys, it's because I'm human. And, right. and I'm going to die because I'm human. That's a disease I have. I'm human. And you have it too. You have the same disease. And then it's like, at first, they were all worried and concerned about me. And then it was like, oh, that was interesting. And then when I say, well, you're going to die too. You have it too. It's like, whew. And coming to terms with that, it's like, what's really bad about quitting your job now? What's really bad about like having to eat beans and rice? <laughs> like, What's so bad about that for just a little bit? So what if you fail? It means you tried. Yeah, well, I'm and with you on that. Being able to be happy that you took action. Like, that's a core component of the warrior. Like, I'm happy that I took action, not that I got a result. I'm happy that I showed up as a strong, masculine man that I am, and I was living authentically to my core, that I took action. So we could dumb this down to something very simple, like uh, talking to a girl. So you could, you could be sad that the, you didn't get a girl's phone number, or you could be happy that you took action and walked up to her and showed up. You showed up. Same thing with business. Like you could not ask for that sale. You could not make that phone call and nothing will happen, but you can do it and just be happy that you did it. Be happy that you, you just did it. Like that's how you showed up as a man or as a woman, you showed up. And if we're not showing up, then nothing happens. It's the more you do, the more that there is. The more you show up in life, the more happy and successful that you'll be. Yeah, no, well said, no doubt. And I love how you bring it back to these, uh, these, I love the archetypes, the king, warrior, magician, lover archetype. And, uh, you know, the warrior, the king not being, all right, we got, 
Can you hear that? What, is it an alarm? No, is that that's uh, someone probably OD'd on Molly. We just had Ultra the uh, past. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I didn't know if that was coming through on, on the, the recording or not. Sorry, guys. But yeah, we that king energy, if we're not sitting in our thrones and ruling our life, and so a lot of guys have problems with that, no doubt. A lot of women, too. And so queen, but that warrior energy, especially that embracing death, embracing that we have a short time on the earth to make whatever we want to happen and enjoying that process. It's so important. So if you're listening and you've been listening to podcasts like Legendary Life, like Andrew's podcast, which is a really great show as well. And all the other ones, or if you've been reading books, I want you to consider getting up, taking action, getting uncomfortable and going to an event and everything that comes with that, the the uncertainty of, oh man, are the other guys going to be cool? Is this <laughs> going to be a good event? That's how, Man, I, I was thinking that when I went to StyleCon, I shared that on the show recently when I came back from StyleCon talking about how I was networking there. I didn't know. And we all have that, even though I've, I've gone to a lot of events, especially being in fitness. That's, that's what we're kind of supposed to do. That's what all personal trainers do. But I still like had this trepidation and apprehension about it. I didn't know if people were going to be cool. It turned out to be one of the best events ever. But the fact that I overcame that, I came back with so much confidence from that experience that it's just awesome. And, and that's not unique to me. That happens to anyone who answers to go back to what you brought up earlier, Andrew, the call to adventure. So you have a call to adventure right now. You don't want to spend the money to go see Andrew in San Diego. You don't want to see if the guys are going to be cool or not. I want you to sign up. I want you to go. I want you to take action, especially if you've never been to an event before. You're going to meet some of the coolest people who are on the same path that you're on, who are like-minded. So it's not going to be John from work who comes with the same <laughs> dumb jokes and you guys drink beer together. And you wonder like, is this all there is? It's going to be a bunch of people who are like you, who are listening to the same podcasts that you listen to, who want, who embrace the same values that you embrace. And you just make some amazing friends, some potential business partners. You never know what can come from this. So I want you to strongly consider to get your butt up and get to this event. Ladies will have something different for you at some other time. I would love to put on an event for women, you know, but <laughs> women seem like they have less problems with this. It seems like guys, we have this issue. There's too much competitiveness between men. There's too much apprehension about stepping outside of our comfort zones. I know because I was there. I mean, I look at you and I'm, I'm, I'm not envious or jealous really because I'm happy where I am. But I'm like, man, I wish I was like Andrew when I was 28. I was an idiot. It's just really cool to see that. But back to you listening right now, back to that taking that call to adventure and going and doing something that just may put you on a different path in life. Thank you for that, Ted. And for those who want to take a bold action and step forward and step up, they can go to KFM Seminar. 
kfmseminar.com. That's kfmseminar.com. And you can just learn more about it and uh, you can apply there and uh, we could be on a phone call in a couple days from now from you listening to this. You brought up a good point about the call to adventure. It's like we get these calls in our lives and, and this is one of them for some people who are listening. They're like, oh, this sounds like something I want. So that's a call. It's an example. Uh, Ted, you have the calls. I have calls. And when we don't step into them, like when we're like, no, I don't need that. And we start getting in our logical mind, start thinking all about why we shouldn't go, why we don't have money, why it's not the time, why I can't get off work, all these reasons. And it's like, yeah, I can't go. It's like a call, but you can push it away. But again, in your future, there's going to be another call and it's going to be the same thing because yep. you haven't solved the problem yet. And Many men will push that away too. Oh, I don't have the time. I would, I get it so often. Oh, I'd love to go, but I can't get off work. Mike, you can't get off Friday. Okay. So you love to go, but you can't get off Friday. What I'm saying is, is it'll keep coming up in your life until you step up and answer the call. Yeah. And it's not going to be me. Like, it's not me who keeps, I'm not going to keep calling you. This is one <laughs> call. It's one call from Andrew. But um, you'll get another one from someone else and another opportunity. And what happens when you're doing that is you're slowly like killing yourself because you those are opportunities. This is only if you're interested. Like this isn't for if this doesn't this isn't a good fit for you. But if this is something you really want to do and you want to step up and be a part of this, like it'll slowly like this is an opportunity. It's a part of your life that's trying to call come out and be like, yes, like let's do this. And if you keep dumbing it down, you're pushing yourself down. Like that's your king stepping up and you're put you're kicking him out of his kingdom. You're like, no, go somewhere else. Like, I don't want to do that. Why? Because it's hard. Anything life in life like worth having is hard. But yeah, it's something about the call. And I found that in 2014 and to 2015, like in the beginning, when I started growing and, and just like going to events and I started investing in coaching for the first time and I was investing money, thousands and thousands of dollars. Like I just did my taxes from last year. There's like my CPA was like, dude, you got to calm down with these events. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, what are you doing? I got the I same thing. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you don't get it. Those are all calls to me. And I yeah. answered those calls. Like the call came. The call to adventure. It wasn't someone who just called my phone. The call to adventure came. I answered that call. I flew to the middle of nowhere. I made it happen. I got the lessons I needed. I came back home. I applied. I grew not only my business, but I grew as a man. I grew as a person, improved my dating life. I'm in the best shape of my life physically and, and mentally. I'm stronger than I've ever been. And the more calls that you answer, I believe the stronger you'll be. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I agree with you 100%. The issue is when the guy wants to do it and doesn't answer the call, but makes those excuses. I just want to go back because there's a lot of calls that I didn't, I pushed away. I talk about a time that I would have been more comfortable getting into an MMA match where I wasn't, you know, adequately prepared. Although, you know, in the training, I was in the training, but in getting my butt handed to me than going and doing public speaking. There was a time when I was like that. It ain't anymore because you couldn't get, you couldn't, you would have to pay me a lot of money to get my ass kicked in a cage right now. Like I, I just don't want anything to do with that. But speaking, yeah. I'm all about. And I pushed it off again and again. And I feel like in, I don't beat myself up. I don't live in the past. But if I, I do look back and say, man, I'm never wasting and squandering opportunities to go and speak or to go up my speaking 
abilities because of that experience. And if you're listening, if you feel connected to what Andrew has talked about today and you want to do this, answer the call. It could come back. All those excuses that you just gave about the time, the money, the travel, the whatever, your girlfriend doesn't want to go, your wife is not sure about it. All of that, you'll come back and be a better person and just have things more handled. It's hard to explain the the transformational experience that happens when you go to the right event, of course, not just to any of it. But I know you, Andrew, and I know you're going to put on something amazing. So thank you so much for being on the show today, Andrew. Man, this was a great conversation. (laughs) I loved it. And I'm really curious, would you want... And it's not going to be this time, in case you're wondering, but would you go to an event that Andrew and I put on? I would love to hear from you if you're interested. Tell me that you want me to handle the health, fitness, sleep, all that type of stuff that you hear me talk about all the time. And Andrew, handle the personal development, the productivity, perhaps even the business. I would love to hear from you. Andrew, tell them where they can find the event information and then some final words. All right, so the event, if you're interested in attending the Awakening Live here in San Diego, which is in April 15th, I know that's coming up pretty soon. There's, it's almost a sold-out show, so I, you know this is only for the right person stepping up. Like You have to, if you go to kfmseminar.com, you can learn more, and then you have to apply to get in. It's You can't just buy a ticket. I, I would get on the phone with you and chat and see what's going on and see if this is actually a good fit for you. If not, I will just point you in the right direction. I'll still add value and help you and serve you to the best of my ability on the phone call. So that's for the event, kfmseminar.com. And last words, I would say just as an action item for uh, just to call back on what I shared earlier, I hope that everyone takes me up on that offer to to spend some time, give dedicate two hours to yourself and just bring out a journal and a pen and literally just sit outside and at the top put, what do I really want? And think about your health, think about your relationships, think about your, your career and also think about money and think about where you want to be as a man or a woman one year from now in 2017, where do you want to be? And if you do that, and you you spend time on that. And then when you're done with that, you don't put that binder, close it, and throw it under the bed. You leave that open. You leave that on your desk. Like I have, you can see right here, I'm doing video with Ted, but I've got all kinds of, uh, this is my journal here, and I got all kinds of things that I've been journaling for this year and things that I have planned. And I keep it right on my desk, and I look at it in the morning. I look at it at night. It's always in front of me. And you'll be surprised at the shifts that that can make in your life. Always lean towards what you want. You don't always have to, like, 100% of the time because you'll just be hard on yourself if you don't. But always be leaning towards what you really want in your life. And don't settle for anything in life that you don't want. No settling, no settling, no settling. And you can create an extraordinary life. Andrew, powerful words. Thank you so much for your wisdom, your knowledge, and most importantly, your time. I know we're going to connect again soon, my man. All right. It's been a pleasure being here on your show, Ted.